Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the 8-week Autocar podcast series, My Week in Cars, with me, Matt Pryor, and Steve Cropley. Hi, Stephen. Matthew, how are you doing? 28, right, 20, 20 out of 8, not bad. It's not bad going, is it? Yeah, quite happy about that. Uh, how's your week been, Steve? All right, pretty good. Um, I mean, busy, you know how it is. We, we, uh, we, we seem to... Um, head off in all sorts of different yeah, directions and convene in your over your dining room table yeah, on a Friday morning, which is, is all right, turning into quite a nice routine. I quite like this. So the next half an hour or so, Steve and I are going to be talking about our respective autocar columns and some of your correspondence. You can write to us, autocar at haymarket.com is the email. And Pat Brennan has written, he says, I was delighted to hear Steve extol the virtues of the Renault Zoe. He tested recently. You had one sort of... Yeah, I had it over Christmas. About, yeah. ooh, it must have been close on three weeks. It was brilliant. Mm. Well, Pat says, we bought our Red Zoe GT line in June 2020, and it's been our constant companion since. We've taken it to Dublin and to Wexford for holidays regularly. He does live in County Donegal, not Kent or something. So, you know, yeah, it's yeah. not that far. Got it. Uh, the only tiny complaint I would have is that the front seats could be a bit more solid over long runs. Our other car, a Golf 7 Mark 7.5, so it's facelifted Golf Mark 7. One litre auto is great, but only used these days for hauling our two electric bikes on a tow bar mounted rack. In fact, when it comes to changing the Golf, my big issue is finding a hatchback EV that can take 75 kilos on the tow hitch. I know my first choice, the MG4, is limited to 50 kilos. Perhaps it would be good to do a small feature on EVs and bike transport. Quite interesting this, isn't it? Because EVs are, in general, not as useful as ice cars when it comes to pulling stuff around. No, the the thing uh, that does seem to be an issue the yeah. the, uh, the the towing ratings as well. There's you know lots of people can't suddenly can't tow even the the trailer. Yeah, maybe the job for Pat might be to buy a new lighter bikes. Well, maybe yeah, pedal harder, Pat. <laughs> Closer to your destination, but pedal. But no, it's an issue. I'm sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But I, I think part of the Zoe's problem is that it is quite an old car. I think it's ten years old now. Mm. I mean, it appeared in a lot of versions, and his version is the latest. But um, does it feel quite modern? I have not driven one for 
ages. They it? modernised the interior. Oh, okay. And it started off as a as a sort of sensibly packaged, good-looking little car. And I mm. think that's what I found. You know, absolutely classic household car. You just insure it for everybody, park it outside, used by the household. Yeah. And uh, always charged because, it, you know, you've got your... Well, most of us have got your... Got a, or some of us have got a charger. A domestic charger. Yeah, yeah. And it's... It's it's really good that sort of car. Oh, what surprised me is how it, it's funny. It sort of falls through the cracks a bit when it comes to recommending cars these days because there are so many new EVs. I almost I don't forget it exists, but it just feels like it is not as high in our consciousness as yeah. It well, might the, th- be. the thing that get, get that worries you about it is that people Renault themselves have come out saying that the the Megane battery is twenty percent more more further along the chemistry road oh, than, than the. Um, than the Zoe battery, and that then that gives you pause. Even though it's it's fifty kilowatt mm. um, hour battery, and it'll take you about well, I found with sort of sensible use about two ten. It's pretty good, I think. Plenty. It's pretty good. Yeah, especially in over winter. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I reckon it'd probably rise to about two thirty, probably. Yeah, yeah. So thanks for that, Pat. Um, yes, there is something to be there is something to be done on uh, limit towing, and especially as more people get electric bicycles. Yeah. which is a pretty useful thing. I mean, the idea is you, you know, we would use them for the last couple of miles of transport or whatever. It does make it, you know, it does make sense. Don't drive into a city. Drive near the edge. Use your electric bicycle. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a it's a it's no brainer, isn't it? Yeah. Pat, if you find um, if you find any information that we haven't got, yeah, give so, us a shout. Yeah, exactly. Do the feature for us. <laughs> uh, right onto your column, Steve. Uh, it starts with an evening at the British Motor Museum where you are uh, involved anyway. Yeah, I. I but I would have I would have gone to this. The reason I'm I'm involved up there is because I like the place so much that right. I just kicked the door down in effect and asked to become a trustee and foolishly they let me in. But but the the thing they do is to have these evenings for there's a new newish membership scheme and they just open the place up at funny times and what happened this time was it it was just an opportunity to walk around the workshop and mm. there was some interesting stuff, completely disparate, you know, the world's oldest Vauxhall. Yeah. The, the, there was this Leyland 8, which is one of one now. Oh, really? A car built by um, Parry Thomas. Parry Thomas and uh, Railton? Railton, yeah. So, I, yeah, so I, I didn't know about it. Well, I knew about it, but I'd forgotten about it till I read your column and I was like, oh, I must remind myself what that looks like. It's, it's amazing. Old bonnet, yeah. as you say. yeah. But it, it, the thing that was, the, because the engine was in bits, they were pulling out bits, gub, gubbins, and the valve springs are like little semi-elliptic springs. You know, if you imagine a, a cart reduced to a oh, 164th wow. scale, yeah. that's, what, that's what the valve springs yeah. are like. Amazing. That's cool. That's and, cool. And numerous other things. Huge straight eight. No wonder they need a long bonnet. God. Yeah. Seven litres. Straight eight. That is astonishing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I know a few engineers who love the straight six because it's perfect balance and blah 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 blah. Yeah. blah. Straight eight is such a an extraordinary idea. Well, a packaging issue, that, you'd think, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. And the, I mean, the thing they uh, they were supposed to have this thing running for this evening. You mm. know, we were we were going to go in there and they're going to fire it up for us. But but the, you know, they've got all these um, enthusiastic mechanics and they it wasn't running quite right. So they decided they had to have the head off. And but having the head off was great because. I've never seen the inside of that engine. No, fantastic to see the inside of that stuff. Yeah. And the workshop is presumably during normal visits. You don't walk into the you, no, you don't have a butchers around the workshop. No, so you, you don't get it thing. explained to you, that, and you don't get down on the 
that there is a gallery that you can always look into, which is which is a really big deal. Gotcha. But it, there are a couple of other interesting cars there. There was the, as I say, the world's oldest Vauxhall. There was the Jag Nub um, One Twenty, which I and another bloke did the Mila Mila in a few years ago. Mm. <clears throat> um, it was having some titivation, which made everybody wonder what we'd done to it. But, but uh, <laughs> yeah. yes. honestly, yeah. we Have gave it back. It? it was running fine when we gave it back. <laughs> it was like that when I got it. So. <laughs> uh, we drove a, an XK120 last year for a feature of Classic and Sports Car. Did their uh, 100 years of speed and a car from every decade. The car with the top speed of every decade for the past 100 years. And there was an XK120 in that. And it was beautiful to drive it was the, probably the nicest car to drive on the day it was perfectly restored it was just and I think Jaguar Classic had done it and it, uh-huh. it was but it was lovely it what surprised me is how together and not modern modern but how how well everything was synced you know the, the pedal position and the and the all the control weights and the slickness of the gear shift and everything yeah. else it was joyous a really good car I was just thinking you know this is a you could drive this most days where you're like really yeah. happy yeah for a long distance imagine what it must have been like in 1948 when yeah. when everything was a ford prefect or a morris 8 yeah. and and that thing came out it must have just been astonishing i don't, I don't know whether i can't think of a a, a similar leap today because you know it was it was just different world i'm sure mm. yeah That's ferraris too same time yeah so similar yeah amazing stuff yeah. So, what do uh, you do if you want to be if you want to do one of these evenings? Oh, you just uh, do, what do you, you do? You, you become, become a member, member. Um, pay a few quid. Mm-hmm. It's all on the website, and you just join us. There's a, I think there's a couple of hundred of us now. Okay. There's a there's an evening with coming along, which is a where um, Gavin Kershaw, the you know the the oh, hero the driver from Lotus, Lotus and uh, Russell Carr, the designer, are going to mm. bring a couple of Emiras and explain them. So oh, stick fantastic. them on the stage, dinner. Um, chat um, all for 20 quid that's fantastic and they're both very engaging people as well aren't they? oh so they're great terrific. yeah I can't wait and yeah. I, I mean I'm supposed to interview them but I'm just going to sort of stand back and let them go yeah, to, yeah just tee them up and for, see them, send them off that's that'd fantastic brilliant. yeah that would be great that would be great when's that? Uh, end of Feb 28th or something I, I've forgotten it's on the website okay I shall, I'll look at that oh you should come over yeah I might do I'll do yeah if I can I'd love to oh mate yeah. you should that'd be yeah. brilliant yeah um Right, more uh, British cars, part two of your column. <laughs> Sorry about Aston that. Martin. Oh, well, yeah. I just got <laughs> No, the... I love this. I love this. Well, Ferocity unleashed. <laughs> I, I just got the hump with this because, it, because it's, it's, uh, it seems that, that, you know, they've paid somebody in some agency somewhere to come up with it. So what's this like? This is Aston Martin's... It's the DBS 770 yeah. whatnot, you know, the, the, the last outgoing DBS... Yeah. Um, which, funnily seven... enough, doesn't seem like it's been around that long to me. I don't know no. why. But anyway, yeah. So the yeah. So the the ultimate edition of that is going. And where where did you? They've got somebody to write some copy. Well, where there's, is it? Is there, it on there, there were all these or? banner things on the social, right? <clears throat> and I've, the, the 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 thing that got me going was this ferocity unleashed. I just don't believe that that people who are going to lay out three hundred and fifty grand are quite as low rent as that. No. You know, they they want. You know, you can go and buy. Any old nail that could can do it, you know, three second, nor mm. to sixty these days. <clears throat> but this this car's got other capabilities, and it's supposed to be a quality product. Yeah. But Aston Martin do this stuff. They, when they're in trouble, which they are, mm-hmm. they always 
produce an ultimate something and, and hoping that the usual suspects will come in and want to buy their last DBS. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. And, and you can't blame them for it, and it's sustained them in times past. But you couldn't see Ferrari doing the Ferocity Unleashed nonsense, no, could you? No, I'm not sure you could. No, they're not big, no, they're not big on that. So I've uh, just had a quick look through Aston Martin Lagonda uh, Instagram feed this morning. And, uh, right, which car am I talking about? The power of perfect proportions. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> DBX. Correct, DBX 707. Ground-biting aerodynamics. Ooh. Would that be the... Mm, would that be Vantage V8? No, it's the same again. So it's the DBX 707. Oh, okay. Apparently. Uh, unyielding intensity, uncompromising power. It's just, who speaks like this? Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. That's what I can't work out. That's also a DBX. Defining the mastery of driving. Who taught... There's, what's, what's the... Yeah. It's just... Anyway... There's, oh, there's got to be a different way, hasn't there? I th- well, the thing is, you, you meet. I was in a group of people recently, and there were, there were, there were high-powered insurance people. You know, lots of money, all the money that you could possibly want. <clears throat> Some of them were serial Aston buyers. There was mm-hmm. a bloke saying, "I'm, I'm just going down to so and so to collect my, my new Aston. I have one every couple of years." You know, mm-hmm. that man was not going to respond to Ferocity Unleashed. He just wasn't. No, and. I think it's time to start talking to the to the people who want one and buy one. Mm. How do you feel? Because I've written about this before. How do you feel about the bond tie-ups and the and the amount of the, the the amount that Aston likes to shout about the bond, the James Bond stuff? Well, I think it's 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 just something they've got, mm. and and they they need it. So you know and that all of these marks are are big on worldwide recognition now aren't they that's yeah. why you know the likes of alpine are in formula 1 mm. and and i think they feel that bond, that uh, aston martin and bond go around the world together yeah but and, and there you know there's a there's a sort of visibility um but in the movies i think it's it depends on how it's done i used to like it when G- Sean connery was I mean, just showing my age—that's the trouble. But, but when it's a, <clears throat> when it's an accoutrement, when it's just a sort of, a thing um, that 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 happens in the movie, you're, you're happy. But I, yeah. as soon as you get into this um, product placement stuff, yeah, I think I my, yeah, I think I, I was slightly, un, I was possibly slightly unkind when they did an, an advantage edition with a Bond edition, which oh, had some, sorry, you yeah. know, rocket-coloured bits and bobs and you know, and I just. That felt, you know, I just. Well, that you, that that plays to the same to what I'm talking about. Low rentness. Yeah. You you've got to keep your dignity. I think in these in, you, you know, it's a, it's it's got a, you know, it's a superior product. You've got to yeah. you've got to profile it as such. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I think it is a luxury. It is a luxury item. And yeah. if you went through all the other luxury brands and thought which of those would do something like that, it's a probably a small list. Yeah, and I think the management's passed. Although the you know Aston Martin, as we know, have had management. If you stood them all in a line, they'd reach halfway to the moon. Um, a lot of them have understood that, but not 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 the latest lot. I don't think. Mm. Yeah, interesting times. Um, MOTs. Oh yes, Next, interesting. Not a column item. For, so the proposal is four years rather than three for the first MOT. Is that the under? That's my understanding of it. Yeah, yeah. The proposals. Do, and the and the the idea, I think, is to make life a bit easier for people who are on a budget and um, struggling a bit mm. at the moment. But w- what happened was it <clears throat> got me going on this was that 
a, a, a press release fell into my inbox and it had the name on it was a bloke was Peter Golding who was used to be my local garage man 25 oh. years ago yeah and he he's now runs a fleet company mm. fleet management company I think he says he looks after something like 2,000 cars mm. but you know really quite a big speed a business and mm. um, he was saying that he's seen even in his garage days he saw plenty of, of three-year-old cars that were in in urgent need of safety upgrade you know mm. sort of brakes done or tires done or bad wheels or you know all kinds of stuff and, and he, he says plenty of cars will reach four years having done a hundred thousand miles plus and they and in his his uh, quote was um, these cars will reach a hundred thousand miles never having been inspected by by any sort of um, impartial mm. sort of disinterested Inspector, yeah. and I, I think that's a very fair point myself. Yeah. Not many people like it. In fact, the MOT is portrayed to, in a weird way by the authorities as 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 a, a, a sort of rather horrible hurdle. Whereas, as we know, quite a lot of people who sell classic cars and don't have to get an MOT get one anyway. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm not sure that the and that, you know there are things that customers. And drivers don't motorists don't like but i'm not sure the mot is one of them i think most people are happy that somebody will come along once a year yeah and have a a go over the a car i mean i know we you know i've got this land rover defender and we tend to match a service at the mot at the same time just go you right, have a decent look over it fix some stuff and yeah. change it all while you're there yeah and i think you know if it's a budget thing we're talking to people who've just bought a brand new car so i mean are they the ones who really need to save 40 quid if, after four years it seems yeah. a bit balmy to me and as you make the point in your column as cars get heavier because of electrification that increases the wear on tyres in particular yeah and crikey so many when you check the MOT history of a car you're thinking about buying so many of them come up with tyres nearly at the limit or fail tyre over the limit yeah. or whatever that I was Peter's the, point I think he, that's the worry for me yeah. is, tire, is you know you could go what on average mileage you're talking 40,000 miles over four years nearly when yeah. nobody's looking at all at the tyres and that's not sensible is it yeah, yeah, and I. The other thing is, I, I'm such a sad individual in in need of human company that I I quite like meeting my MOT man mm. a few times a year because we have a few cars. We, yeah. we meet him several times a year, and you know, half a cup of coffee, chin wag. Yeah, it's, it's good. Such an innocuous thing to make a big deal about to yeah. go. Oh yeah, let's not have it for three years. Let's have it for four years. It's not like it. You know, this is that doesn't strike me as the place we should start making savings no. and. Because it doesn't take long and it doesn't cost that much if you've just bought a new car three years ago. Yeah, and there is the reassurance. Yeah, yeah. Right, we'll take a quick commercial break and uh, Steve and I will be right back uh, after this. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back to My Week in Cars with me, Matt Bryant and Steve Cropley. You can write to us here, autocar at haymarket.com, um, as Lee Ryan has done. Uh, Lee Ryan says, never miss the podcast. I'm laid up with two shattered feet. Oh, business. Yeah. Uh, so not able to drive for several months so really not happy I can believe that Lee absolutely uh, your mag when I can find it in the shop is uh, along with some of the PC mags keeps me sane I wanted to ask uh, what your current favourite car show is both now and past and why it's a big question that isn't it, it and, is not one, and not one Lee I have thought about too much before this pod so you're, we're, we're thinking on, on our but Steve and I are both thinking on our feet because I haven't prompted him about this at all so um, anyway Lee says while you're thinking about it Steve Lee says uh, mine is Auto Mundial because simple clear info about the car as well as how uh, good the tech is and works etc no showboating like other shows past shows early Top Gear and Fifth Gear uh, as for Top Gear and the Grand Tour I don't think they're really about the cars these days yeah. Well, yeah, I get where he's coming from. I still enjoy the Grand Tour very much because I like the characters. Yeah, the characters are good, but also the amazing The things production. they get to do, mate. The things yeah. they... Well, we've had James May on the podcast over Christmas, still available at your favourite podcast provider. And the, the jobs that they get to, to go on, you know, looking around some submarine base in Norway and then just, you know, the, the, the budgets and the production values. Are, it's kind yeah. of like, so I still enjoy that and I laugh. Yes, and the, I love the way the characters interact. Yeah. I would say the Grand Tour as well, but but I think um, I think Top Gear's doing all right. Yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying it at the moment. Yeah, I it, it would be it would be history without Harris, I think, because mm. he's the only one that knows about cars. Yeah, yeah. But um, but you know, as we as we constantly boast, he started his life in well, auto car yes, anyway. Very kindly, also on the podcast over Christmas, which yeah. you can still catch. Uh, yeah, a really engaging character as well, Chris. He's, oh, he's a great, great. company. Um, Lee, I. Don't watch that many car shows on TV, but I do watch a lot of stuff on YouTube. So, and it's the rebuild stuff, the project builds and things like that that I enjoy. Yeah. I've got to say, yeah, I like that sort of thing. Yeah, what? last night I was watching a 205 Peugeot 205 GTI being rebuilt by mm. Paul Cowland and Drew. Oh, yeah, okay, whatnot. Yeah, Drew thing. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. They, you know, it was a lovely job they did. God. You always wonder about the backstory to, because mm. the thing sort of magically turns from a pile of rubbish into <laughs> something wonderful in half an hour, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, <clears> and it does. You, and you, you imagine sort of 30 artisans, you know, labouring for three in weeks in the background. Like like James May was saying about the kitchen. No, who was it saying about the well, kitchen? James it was James, yeah. wasn't it? The kitchen yeah. show. There's a different kitchen in the background doing all the work and then another one behind that. And doing then their suddenly work. the gravy, you know, sort of bucket <laughs> of gravy <laughs> arrives on you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like... Um, what what I find difficult is some of these series that you'll find on Amazon or Netflix or whatever, which is a car restoration business, and they make a show out of their daily business, but they have to put in this kind of false peril. You know, if Dave doesn't make thirty grand off of the thingy, then he's got to not be able to pay his end. wages. The world might end, and you just think, come on, mate, he's just running a car restoration shop. He'll just do another one. If yeah. it, you know, it's fine. It's all just deadlines and stuff. It's don't you don't have to make such a peril outfit. I just like the process of it's, it's seeing that, somebody do things. It goes back to Aston Martin. It's the thing that <clears throat> the thing that you and I both react badly to is 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 people's in, the insult to people's intelligence. Mm. But people are smart. They're smarter than us. Yeah. You know, yeah. they 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 see all that stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I find that I find that. I mean, it's not hard to be smarter than us. Well, it is. Well, I'm speaking for myself. It (laughs) isn't. I don't know about you, Stephen. You wouldn't have. uh, Well, we'll come back to this in a few (laughs) weeks. But I was going to say because you have been in this business for 50 years this year, haven't you? 50 years next month. Next month. Yep. All down to Peter Robinson, who you know, the world's greatest motoring journalist, used to work for us. Yes. Currently, he's probably listening to this. Hi, Robert. (laughs) Hi, Robert. He uh, he uh, gave me my job for mm. uh, for for n- not very good reasons, I must say. You won't want you won't want to do this because you're too modest. But we should we should do a little uh, we should do a special the next month at some point for the fiftieth. Well, I can see you sighing already. I'll tell you the story of Robbo. It was is is an amazing story. Yeah, well, but, let's do it. We'll, we'll, we'll do it in five minutes. We'll do it, we'll do it on the we'll do it on the fiftieth anniversary week. Let's do that. All right, uh, I can do it in five minutes. Oh, well, there you go. Excellent. Won't be boring. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, where were we? Yes, I I like uh, American hot rod shows. Rebuilding those because they're quite simple, quite yep. straightforward. You know, chassis, body, big engine. Oh, aren't they lovely? That's cool yeah. stuff. I like yeah. watching that sort of thing. Even though they're all the same, everything's a thirty-two Ford Cooper. It's the same, and they, I find stuff they'll, they'll do something, and then just go, uh, "This engine's not great, but that's okay it's because we've got a big recreational vehicle outside, which happens to have a seven-liter Chrysler engine in it." <laughs> you think, "What does it? It's a twelve-meter-long caravan. Why is it got that?" Yeah. And then, yeah, they'll just stop that, and then away they go. Yeah. Cool stuff. Yeah, it is cool good. Stuff. It's great. Yeah, and yeah. I admire the ability to to do that sort of work on a car that but I you, you are do. a natural born workshop jockey aren't you oh, not, I mean you are an engineer that's the thing yeah I know but I get things wrong Steve well that's my, pro- my problem is so I serviced my bike over Christmas my Honda Africa Twin and I wheeled it outside the workshop last uh, Sunday fired it up and I thought this thing's never run better this is so smooth and then um, I, and there was a wire just sort of trailing slightly loose behind the fairing and I thought I'll just clip it in this little wire clip that's got some other wires going through it and then went to switch it back on, and it wouldn't start. No electrics, completely dead. And I don't know what I've done. So I've got to take all the fairing off, and I think I've got to take the fuel tank off. Oh. And I think what I've done in moving this wire is pull something out of a, a switch, oh. pull something out of a socket under the fuel tank. Oh, so I've got to undo all the work. And yeah, just that sort of stuff. I just think, I go from thinking, I'm a mechanical genius, to thinking, <laughs> why did I ever start this? And a bloke came to the house on Monday to do some to chat about the Hillman Imp for a documentary. Yeah. In, and he's got a few old cars and he said, I look at it this way, I give it to the mechanic down the road to fix. And if I, in the time that he takes, can earn more than it costs me yeah. to do the work, then that's the circular economy and that's what I should do. And I sort of think, I mean, he's probably right. Yeah, as long as, but yeah, as long as he does a good job. I mean, yeah. the thing is, you would have the knowledge to look over the bloke's shoulder occasionally. And... Well, and I also think I should try to be a bit sorry if you've heard that in the background my cat was just hearing up the stairs for no apparent reason uh i also think i i i sort of enjoy the process once it's finished i'm not sure i enjoy lying on my back in minus two degrees trying to do up an oil filter but yeah. i enjoy the enjoy it once i've done once it's done yeah and i sort of think i should do it to expand my knowledge of doing it but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that car out and about i i, I so i've I just i've got interested in the hillman imp well if i was better at doing it or if I just paid somebody else to do it it would be do it would be done by now yeah yeah. that's the other thing I mean it's quite fit is it yeah it's not too bad yeah it's not too bad but things just go you know I was just trying to tweak up the carb and get it right and at some point the starter motor was packed up during that process so I've got three spare starter motors so it's fine but it just means there's something else to do yeah, and in the yeah. time it sits then the clutch seizes up a bit and just think, so you're just chasing because I don't have time and space yeah. to just 
take it all apart and put it back together in all the knowledge to take it all apart and put it back together in two days. Yeah. But I'm hoping for a few other Bista Heritage stuff shows this year it'll be fit and fit oh, and done. Be great, yeah. yeah, I mean I'm I'm You can make it on the tow rope, you're about five miles away. Yeah, exactly. No, Perfect. I had to push it. I had to push it in last time. <laughs> so uh, right, shall we talk my column briefly? Yes sir. Uh, it's um, sales figures for twenty twenty two were kind of released in an autocar business story which is the sensible suit wearing sibling to autocar. I love that and it was uh, the, suit wearing. Uh, was it the AMEA? Is that right? ACEA? Yeah, the, ACEA, ACEA yeah. which is a European industry body yeah. that reckons there were one point. No, the average age of the car in the UK has reached 10 years old. Yeah. Which is slightly older than the SMMT thought this sort of middle of last year when they said it was about 8.7. And we talked about it briefly, didn't we? The age of cars going up in the UK. Uh, the UK car, new car market had been 2 million units or so before the pandemic and the semiconductor crisis. Yeah, and blah, bigger, 2.5, 2.6. And I was speaking to Rebecca Adamson of Honda, who is the head of cars for Honda UK uh, in December. She said, well, that's probably an inflated figure because manufacturers are trying to push cars, trying to push volumes. That's true. Discounting cars heavily, getting the you know pre-registered cars onto, onto the used market because the used market is always more buoyant than the new car market. Um, uh, so that was probably an inflated figure. And manufacturers now have gone, well, right, we can't push these cars for volumes because we don't have them. So they're concentrating on higher-end cars because they're more profitable. And we've seen that cheap cars have been uh, axed by the Ford Fiesta they can't make anymore. Toyota Rigo has been replaced by a little SUV-ish sort of thing because there's no money in city cars. And I sort of think, well, you know, is this all bad there are fewer cars maybe that's not actually terrible for everybody the car industry is still making money people are keeping their cars for longer that's not necessarily a bad thing but actually when you think about it it's the people at the end of a car's life cycle who are going from 12 year old car to 10 year old car keeping it for a couple of years to to, to 12 year old car when that time comes there are not going to be these small simple affordable cars that Mm. keep people like that who's who maybe don't have access to, you know, low, lower paid workers who don't have access to public transport but keep the country running, and so who will just have an old banger and go from old banger to old banger. Those cars won't be around, you know. No, and, for no. young, and for kids, for their first cars and things like that, in, what does a 17-year-old's first car look like in 10, 12 years' time? Yeah, indeedy. You know? I, I think it's a serious problem myself. Yeah, the, the, uh, yeah there's a, it's such a weird time, isn't it? Mm. Because these 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 sort of low end or entry level cars not being replaced and in, in the EV era they're not going to be very easy to come by the Zoe is a rarity mm. uh, because it's small smallish not that small mm. 4 meters but but uh no it, i think it's a it's a serious problem and and uh, actually funnily enough we raised this yesterday with a group of uh, we, a few of us from the office were talking to to a bunch of um um industry bigwigs and and they were we, you know, we were going on about how unbalanced it all is, yeah. and in, uh, th- that amplifies, doesn't it, the uh, the, the stupidity of, of um, extending the MOT period when the real problem is going to be supply for these people, yeah. you know, and, and, yeah. and affordability. Because meanwhile, as the AA was telling us yesterday, used car prices are sky high. Mm. So even a banger is sky higher than it was. Than it was. In fact, yeah. my son is a. He had this relatively dreadful Doblo Fiat Doblo van that mm-hmm. he loves, still loves, 
and uh, <clears throat> he, I think he bought it for 250 quid, and it was worth 600 quid, and he, and he, he couldn't believe it. I do wonder how much the van, because I think van sales were up 4% last year or something. Like That's it, they're doing well. I wonder if the van is the sort of banger of the of the future, for want of a better phrase. You know, I think it might because be. Because where else do you find... I think I just, I just sort of worry that we're just sleepwalking into a time where everything on the used market is expensive and complex. Yeah. And that's not by planning necessarily, but, you know, emissions regulations and certainly safety regulations have added so much complexity and so much cost to a car yeah where we end up in in 10 years time i don't think it's i don't think it's in the world's interests even though we might say that co2 emissions are lower from plug-in hybrids and evs i'm not sure it's in the world's interest that there is no ford fiesta or there is no Toyota. no of course not no apart from anything else is the the pleasure aspect isn't it you know we the ford fiesta style car gives a, a an amount of driving pleasure which is completely out of out of kilter with yeah. its cost i think yeah, yeah. so uh yeah the thing i dislike most is that the the government who who create the bones of the system that we're we're all trying to live within stand back when when details like this come up they they're going to stand back and say oh market forces mate don't worry yeah. you know it'll it'll sort itself yeah, out. It out but i do think you're right about the vans mm. not least because as you and i have recently found out by driving them, some of these vans are highly civilized, aren't mm. they? You know, they've got all the gadgetry. They they steer nicely and all that. They ride well. They do. Yeah, really they do. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent some time in Max Edelston's, uh, is our photographer in his Berlingo van, and I very very happily drove that for a couple of weeks. Has he still got it? No, I think it's I think it's gone. But I'll see him. It's a very sad state week. of affairs if it's gone yeah, because it's I gone. you know yeah. I would like to see us keep that for the next five yeah, years. Totally. You know? Yeah, totally. Because it's uh, yeah, it's got a, and it's got a mega range and it's not too big. Yeah, yeah very big fan. Uh, on the van front, I'll quickly talk the second bit of my column and then move back to yours. Um, so last autumn, I helped a bloke drive a couple of ambulances out to Ukraine. Uh, wrote a feature on it and. Um, with a bit of help from the feature, he's taken that to a couple of a couple of people who've got some money, and he said, "Look, this is what I do," and they've stumped up a bit of cash. And as we speak, he's driving four more out there. To pay so them. that'll be six in total. So that'll be seven in seven in seven seven that he's done, and he also did a couple of four by fours before he started the whole thing. So yeah. So this is why there was an ambulance outside this your house last time I was sitting here correct. one week ago. Yes, correct. I helped him. I can't because I've got other things on. I can't drive out to Poland with it this time because I'm on a. On a, on a jolly, not a jolly, I'm on a launch next week. and um, But I said, look, if you need any help moving them around the UK. And he said, well, I'm actually, the, I'm your, yeah. And he's, there was the bloke who who sells them to him is up in and services them is up in Dudley. And so I gather the, they obviously went down, the first three went down really well. Yeah, first three went down really well. We got uh, a text from somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody and said, here it is, parked outside the town hall at so-and-so, which is currently pretty much frontline stuff and it's doing its job yeah. so yeah he's filling them up with 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 medical supplies and what were they transit driving them out no Peugeot boxes oh, sort of long right. one long high roof uh I mean you know comfortable really comfortable for that sort of that yeah. sort of journey must have been a bizarre experience driving an ambulance down there to, you know, around Britain anyway it is strange you sort of think God, I hope nobody actually has a problem <laughs> Can you yeah. help? No, I'm not motor. <laughs> You're in an ambulance. Yeah, I know. But I'm really. Yeah, I'm no use to you whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Let's move back to your column. And also, I think a bit of good news from your column is that a few weeks ago, 
you wrote about a bloke's Range Rover Sport, a friend of yours' Range Rover Sport, which had yeah. a, a plug-in hybrid, which had a battery issue. Yeah, it was an early plug-in, Range Rover Sport, early plug-in hybrid, and, yeah. and the, the battery went wrong. The car didn't function correctly without the battery. You couldn't just sort of drive it anyway. And, and he took to the dealer who quoted him a grand total of 20 grand to, to remove the battery. There was all kinds of nonsense about it, or not nonsense, I guess, but stuff about having it to, having to go to a particular rig where everything could be earthed so that the, the mechanics had to be shielded and all rest yeah. so they didn't get, you know, 800 volts and sort of chuck them out of the building. Um, and the upshot was that this guy, you know, he probably hadn't paid that much for the car, so mm. it was... It was rendered useless. He then got a tip, not from us, regrettably, but I want to pass this on, to have a look on the net, and there was a body called the... I've forgotten their names now, uh, but it's in my column. It's in your called, column. I have that in front of me. That is co called uh, the Hybrid and Electric Vehicle Repair Alliance. Right. These people are online. They're apparently... There's a, there are sort of smallish garages scattered all over the country, mm -hmm. and if you have this problem, what... What happens is that these blokes come along, presumably shielded, but not quite as grandly shielded as they would be in a JLR dealership, <laughs> take the battery out, send it to Cyprus, wow. where it gets repaired, comes back, and with a three-year guarantee, and they bung it back in the car and you drive on. Amazing. That, and that costs, you know, including carriage and repair and all the rest of it, co that cost him six grand, which is still a considerable amount of money, yeah. but, but it wasn't completely beyond the pale. Like, yeah, it's better than 20, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but they, they sound like a good bunch, these people. I mean, who knows how good they are, but three-year warranty sounds good. And the, yeah. the best thing was that it arrived within a few days of Christmas, so he had his, he had oh, his motor had working. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. Uh, and last, but by no means least, because I am a fan of uh, the last bit of your column, um, the Daimler Ferret. <laughs> yeah, this is ridiculous. My, one of my sons is, is for for reasons not entirely clear to me has a couple of ferrets as a as a as pre as pets, as pets. He, you know it's, i think it's, it's it seems to be fashionable but he they love the he and his girlfriend love these things i met a couple of ferrets walking around the village here and a woman what on a leash yeah she was she was look was i don't know why she was taking them out for a walk but yeah they were on a leash and i think i don't know if they were hers or she was looking after them but yeah she was and they were they were nice they were yeah. quite friendly creatures yeah, the, these are—they sleep a lot, but they—but they do react to you better than I had thought. I thought mm. they were just for going, you know, going down rat holes and all yeah. that. But but um, anyway, he—he's well wedded to his, uh, very keen on his on his um, ferrets. And I saw these two—I was at Brooklands, and I saw these two ferret scout cars parked together. So I photographed them together and send him the a pair of ferrets. bizarre photograph of two ferrets <laughs> so the ferret is the the does the ferret have a gun and there's a fox that doesn't or is that the other way around i think the, the ferret, the ferret the fox is i think the ferret has a machine gun on the top right but <clears throat> the thing i like is that you can you can get one register it and drive it around yeah you know you can go to work in the thing if I you want that's to. amazing i think that's wouldn't terrific. that be fantastic that's great yeah my my old man used to work for the mod at a place where they fixed that sort of stuff so i've got a huge soft spot for that sort of did thing. did you go in one ever uh not in one of those i don't think but 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 we went in stuff yeah they used to do they used to do open days back in the 80s take your kids to to, to work day and open oh, days wow. and stuff like that and to walk around the uh, to walk around the tank sheds and or in the summer holidays my dad would take me to work and to walk around the sheds full of tanks and the smell of oil and stuff it was just 
really cool. I mean, I think it's probably what turned me on to engineering in the first place. Is, is looking around that sort of that yeah. sort of place. So yeah, big soft spot for those and stalwarts yeah. and Alvis stalwart. That's it. Stalwart. The uh, names are good, aren't they? Aren't they just? And I would still love now. I think they might be a bit beyond me. Is a is a forward control Land Rover camper conversion, but I suspect it would be awful to drive. That's the problem. I you had a go in one of them. Really. It's a, it it is it is pretty awful. I mean the steering's just like a tiller on a canal boat, you know. But but um, because it's so completely different from everything else you drive, it's sort of all right sitting mm. up there and uh, over the front wheels and. But the, the terrifying thing, especially now, is the um, is the fuel consumption because they yeah. they go with Rover V8. Yes. And you have to you have to use it, give it the beans the whole time. And right. I think I think a you know a, a sort of nice. Um, Fuel consumption figure is nine, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which for an overlanding camper van for the long holiday around Scotland is probably not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not ideal. You can see why people buy Peugeot boxes with a. With a <laughs> You'd have to get a sponsor, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right, that brings us pretty much to the end of my weekend cars for this week. Thank you very much, Steve. My oh, pleasure. Thanks for listening. We'll be back this time next week. In the meantime, you can email us autocar at haymarket.com. You can find the world's most important car magazine at autocar.co.uk. We're on YouTube, we're on all the socials, and you can get a uh, subscription to Autocar digitally, or you can find the mag in newsagents as it has been every week since 1895. See you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.